Welcome, everybody, to another episode. Episode episode 17. Yep. Um, We were debating on what to talk about, so we're just going to talk about all of it. Well, um, before we delve deep into it, um, I talked to you about what I said uh, the other day. Um, Sorry about that. Um, Our Us Down the Middle podcast, uh, our hearts and condolences go out to the Parks family. Yeah. Uh, 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 What I'm talking about is uh, Reggie Parks. He is the guy who, uh, for a lot of you who don't know, uh, made a whole bunch of the wrestling belts that um, you see over the years. He's most famously for uh, the Reggie, uh, the Reggie Classic IC belt, the one that uh, Bret Hart and uh, Stone Cold, Macho Man Randy Savage, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat have all held. Um, he's most notably for, made for uh, the Winged Eagle, the one that Hogan and Savage and Warrior um, leading all the way up to Austin being the last champion of that belt. Um, you know, he, he's made a bunch of wrestling belts over the years. Uh, you should check out, go to our buddy, uh, Hazard F5's channel. He made a belt, not a belt, he made a video on his top favorite Reggie Park belts that he's made over the years. And a lot of people might not agree with him on his list. It's just his opinion. But like some of the belts that he's got listed in the channel on his video is substantial on what it is um everybody who's came from after him like dave milliken and wildcat belts who have made cut belts for companies like tna and new japan and um AEW and everything is modeled with their career craft after reggie parks good yep i remember i read that i read that he had uh that he passed away but i hadn't put two and two together until you mentioned it so yeah we want to Best wishes to his family, and I hope everybody's doing okay. And uh, he will be missed because he was responsible for some of the, I would say, probably the best-looking belts in wrestling history. Yes, yes, he was. On to other things. Your shirt reminded me. Uh Oh, uh oh. Fans, fans of the podcast know that I wouldn't say I have a problem with Danhausen. I just don't get it. But I'm a fan of Orange Cassidy, and that messes with my brain. But I figured it out. I figured out why I can get behind Orange Cassidy, but not so much Danhausen. And this is purely based on what I've seen. And I'm not, as you're all well aware, I don't shit on the workers unless it's like, like really, really, really bad. And again, it's not shitting. It's like if you have eyes. But the difference between Orange Cassidy and Danhausen is that Orange's gimmick doesn't require people to go along with it. For example, when he does the kicking spot, nobody sells it. It's goofy, but nobody sells it. Danhausen, on the other hand, from what I've seen, his goofier stuff requires people to go along with it. So, in the words of Jim Cornette, it's obvious cooperation. Fuck. Okay. But that's more of the lines of some of the stuff he does on the indies, he doesn't do a Ring of Honor. Oh, I know. I know. And I, I'll, 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 to be fair, I've not seen any of his Ring of Honor stuff yet. Okay. But that clip you sent me 
Okay, and I know what he's talking about, and everybody's talking about the Danhausen is known for on the Indies is the tequila dance that he uses from Pee Wee Herman. Because he's a big fan of Pee Wee Herman and everything else. And on the on the on the outside of the ring, there'll be a wrestler on the ground, and he'll play music of tequila. And every time he'll kick him, and by the time he gets to the end, he'll super kick him in the face and he'll yell, Tequila. I mean, it gets I see you're shaking your head for the ones that's watching this on YouTube and Twitch, or the ones that's not ones that's just here on the audio. He's shaking his head because he's like he doesn't get it. But yet precisely it i just i just well i don't i don't get it and it's not my cup of tea but like i said i can understand how people don't like orange cassidy i get it what i'm saying is the difference between the two of them is that when they're doing their comedy stuff orange cassidy doesn't need the other guy to sell in fact it probably doesn't work if the other guy sells well then that's fine because like when orange cassidy did i have all people orange cassidy did that with when he's when I see him do it to Sting, I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, oh, I have all people. Sting went back with it, and I don't. I wouldn't have seen Sting go. Yeah, but the difference with that is, is that was ob- that was obvious. Okay, I'm gonna word. I'm gonna word this wrong. I know it. That was okay. That was Sting playing around with Orange in a way that wasn't expected to be believed. Okay, and I get that. I get that. But you gotta understand though, with the okay, every, with the new crop of indie wrestlers right now, because I still count as Orange Cassidy as part of that group yeah. that I'm talking about. Because yeah. Orange Cassidy's part of uh, the group of you know the Oranges, the Danhausens, the Effies, uh, Dan the Dads, all this other stuff, Chris Statlander, uh, Alley Cat, all you know, it's all this. Well, not so much Alley Cat. Sorry, there's another one. Uh, what is her name? What is it? I can't think of her name, but it, it'll come to me after we're done. There's a group of wrestlers right now. Warhorse. He's another one. They're going by these funny, ain't, uh, not anti, over the top gimmicks to get themselves over, and it works. Right, but here's the problem, and this is true of Orange Cassidy. I'm not saying this about Dan Housen. I'm saying this about Orange Cassidy. The problem with those kind of gimmicks is, yeah, it'll get you over on the indies, but then when you go to TV and a mainstream audience, like, I guess the best way I can describe it is, imagine AEW world champion Orange Cassidy. That It just doesn't sound right. Like with that kind of gimmick, with that kind of gimmick, you're not, you've got a ceiling that you can't get past unless you change your gimmick. And you may not be able to because of how long you've been doing the goofy. Right. And and I'm not, I, I understand what you're saying. I get that. Well, it's like I, I've said the story about him is he was just a, when he first started, he was just a typical indie wrestler. And he didn't like it. He was burnt out. And, he, and his trainer was like, well, be you, and this is him, and now he's one of the top-selling top, top uh, selling guys on ProWrestlingTees.com and everything else. Oh, no, I get it. I totally get it. I totally get why he did it, and it was smart. All I'm saying is that in right. terms of what's happening in the ring, he's, 
Now Danhausen's Danhausen's the guy that could change that around because his gimmick is flexible enough. I mean, he's a demon. Right. Right now he's playing it for laughs, but he could become very serious very quickly. No, yeah, no, 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 no. He can't because, like, yeah, yeah. like you said, like you said, he's not seen his Ring of Honor stuff. So, like, in he's he does everything he does in the Indies. He does in Ring of Honor, especially in his promos backstage, but whatnot. But minus the tequila dance, he don't do. Well, he he was doing it at first, but now because he's in this tag team with uh, PCO and Sledge, a big six-man tag team. You know, because like you say, AEW has their faction, Ring of Honor has their faction, yada, 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 because they base off their stuff on Japan. You would agree with this. I know. Um, you know, he, he acts as more of like a leader right now in this in Ring of Honor because he's got these two behemoths that he could be the brains while the other two brawn and do all his work for him. Yeah. No, so, I totally get it. Totally get it. Yeah. Um, I, and like we've already talked about this, I think it's only a matter of time before he's in AEW. He was at um, All Out. Yes, he was. He, he was that. He, he was there. He, he I, I actually just seen the latest blog he posted. Yeah, um, I saw that earlier, too. Earlier this week, and uh, like you see where he's sitting at, I'm like, you son of a. <laughs> I mean, he was already in Chicago working for GCW, which we will get to there in a minute. By the way. Because um, they had their big pay per view last night, um, but you just see him sitting there on, not not where like he's sitting on the side where our cam is going to, like where you did on the side that our cam is on. Yeah, yeah, he was sitting on that side and everything. I'm like, really? He and he actually got good seats too. Oh yes, but he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't good enough to get backstage, was he? Mm. No. No, he wasn't with backstage with Egon Page. No, he was not. I'm just fucking kidding. Um, okay. Oh, and then we had another announcement, which you also alerted me to, and I was right. It was the promotion I was thinking of. Um, Women of Wrestling, otherwise known as Wow, is making its return. I'd seen this promotion before, and I really, really hope they're going with a different direction than they were before. Because it was bad. I I think with who's at the helm on this one now. I I think yeah I think they're gonna go with a more serious route. But before honestly it was like glow without the nostalgia. It was like watching old school eighties glow, except it was worse. I remember one particular wrestler who went by the disciplinarian, who would I guess her gimmick was she was like a principal. And okay. during the match, she would put her opponent over her knee and spank her. What? This was, and this was played straight, mind you. Okay. What? Yeah, well, it was pretty bad. Well, with who's at the helm, which is at AJ Lee, um, AJ, who's also AJ Lee, who everybody else would know to be. Well, I was also going by her actual name, AJ Mendez, or AJ Brooks, married to CM Punk. Um, she's at the helm of this, with being the uh, executive producer of the show and everything else. So she, with her notoriety, what she knows in the business, it should be good. And what's one of the actual first stars that they've signed for this? Who's going to be their first? Tessa, yeah, she's going to be their first world champion. Which is Tessa Blanchard. 
Um, I'm I'm iffy on Tessa. No, I, which I, let me say on this because I understand I understand why they would sign her because of the name and everything. But I'm also iffy on Tessa because of what happened with her at Impact and everything else. Yeah, it seemed to it seemed to me that she's working there because she can't get on anywhere else. Right. There have so, been enough there have been enough articles about the antics and sayings of Tessa Blanchard. We don't need to go into it. I don't know if any of them are true, but you know, well, but it's kinda it's kinda like the Eva Lee situation, um, where, you know, you've got you've had issues in two major companies. It might be you. I'm not saying it was, but I did go back and watch that match um, that she had with Thunder Rosa, which was part of the reason why she was uh, let go. Yes. It's like, no, that that wasn't... I mean, you might have been mad, but... I mean, that was obvious. Like, you were trying to... At least as far as I could tell, you were trying to bury the match. Like, I, I just... Yeah. Uh -huh. I don't know. Like I said, uh, hope, hopefully uh, from what's happened since the situation with TNA and everything else, Impact, with the world title, hopefully she's had time to actually think about what's happened since then, especially with COVID, give her time to be a new person like Daniel Bryan with the meditation and everything. I'm sorry, Bryan, with the meditation and everything and become a whole new person. Yeah, no, it's it's Brian Danielson now. I finally just now started to call him by the correct name. That's why I messed up myself. Uh, so I guess now we'll just go through the shows, um, and you'll probably remind me of things, but I guess well, we'll some start. Some stuff I know, some stuff I know. Um, you want, okay, are we leading up to last night, or we, lead, or we start with last night? Leading up to last night, starting on Monday. So you want to start okay. with Raw or Elevation? Um, I never got a chance to watch Elevation, and I, I'm i not a fan of WWE right now because they're not making any sense to me. Okay, well, I, I will say this. Elevation, it didn't have anything that, like, really, really stuck out to me, but I wouldn't say it was bad. It was just kind of it – was, it was a fairly typical episode of Elevation, although I called that shit Sky Blue. I don't oh, she's back? Well, yeah, she's back. I don't think she – she had a match on Rampage. Well, I didn't know she had one. Okay. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know if she's officially signed with AEW. I think she has. They just haven't made her all elite yet. But yeah, it's like pff, I knew that. I knew that. So, ago. I was like, oh, she's getting a contract. So, so I, I know I haven't watched Elevation yet, but is Elevation still on the road with them or no? For the most part, yes. I think they have an occasional because, like, they did dark at Universal Studios this week, which was kind of weird. But well, well, the only reason why I'm saying that is because there was the report that they're going to start doing Elevation and Dark at the close tell uh, cl uh, at Universal Studios or something like that. Like, what? Well, no, they're saying that's what they're going to do because, uh, like, WCW did with uh, other local lower shows like pro and worldwide on Sunday mornings, Saturday mornings. They're just going to do it at that tele, uh, uh, indoor building that they yeah. have. Or they keep doing well, it like that. 
Yeah, we'll we'll get to dark, but I, I really hope that's not the case. But anyway, elevation was good. Um, I want to say there was a match. I know Sky Blue had a match. I want to say there was something that stuck out for me, but like I said, it was good. Now let's move on to Monday Night Raw. Is Again. Eh, is eh. I mean, the WWE draft is laughable now. Although this time around, I really do think they might have had some influence from the television stations, but it was 50, it was like 60% people are staying right where they are. And then there would be like some trade and they would, oh my God, this is unbelievable. It's like, really? There's two shows. It's a 50 50 shot. That, uh, that's the point that I'm getting at, especially when you get to SmackDown. Um, but I'll wait till we get to SmackDown. That's my theory on this. Oh, I just want to go straight to SmackDown. No, no, we'll just, we'll just keep going. I'm, again, I'm trying to remember. Like, I was proud of myself, though. I, I watched everything this week. I powered through it all. My head still hurts, but, you know. I mean, yeah, I mean, Raw was... It was just... Now, one interesting thing they're doing is they're having a King, King of the Ring... They're having the King of the Ring tournament... And the Queen's Crown Tournament. Now, the Queen's Crown Tournament looks a lot more interesting than King of the Ring, because probably because it's newer. But yeah, I mean that's that's been interesting. Those kind of qualifying matches, at least from what I've seen so far, have been pretty good. Um, but yeah, nothing really sticks out on Raw. They're doing this weird thing where Roman Reigns is calling out Heyman for saying it's like you. Bruh, you're responsible for Brock Lesnar's free agent status. I don't know what the hell that means. Um, pretty much after the draft on SmackDown, um, not just past SmackDown, but the SmackDown before, when they started doing the draft, um, since Paul Heyman doesn't have control over Brock Lesnar anymore, uh, he pretty much declared himself a free agent to where he doesn't have to be, where he accepted himself from the draft. See, this is the problem with doing the brands like they do now, because like they split them up, but they're not really split. I think the, they this, always they always reserve the right to do whatever the hell they want, and that takes away from it. Because if Brock Lesnar and I get it, if any character is going to be able to go on both brands, it should be someone like Brock Lesnar. But let's be real: if Brock can do it, Cena can do it. Roman can do it. Any of their top guys can do it. Well, Roman's stuck to SmackDown because he's the Universal Champion. Now. I know, I know. I get that. If yeah, he wasn't champion, know what I'm saying. It's, so what's the point? You might as well just mix the rosters again, except that was really stale because then every week it was just Cena, Cena, more Cena, Triple H, a cruiserweight match for no reason. And, and yeah, women's match for no reason. And Cena. Oh, and a uh, commercial for something WWE related. Which has Cena in it. Yeah, which has Cena in <laughs> um, I think, okay, even though they just did the. Uh, I was going to get this out of the way now. I think even though they just did the draft, I think the drafts aren't going to officially go into effect. It's all after these next two papers. Yeah, so it's kind of, So why have the... I don't get it. Why have the draft now? Why not wait till after Crown Jewel and then it hit me? It's because they want to... Well, they want to be able to intermingle the rosters before well, leading up to Crown Jewel. Right. 
Well, and also town itself. Well, right. That's what I'm saying. So, like, now the draft really didn't mean anything because it wasn't particularly. I think there were a handful. There were a handful of people. Okay, so here's another problem with the draft. So, Karrion Cross gets redrafted to Raw because I guess he was on Raw officially or whatever. Okay, so, like, if this is a legit sport and Karrion Cross has been losing like he has been, why would you draft him? Why didn't they send him to SmackDown? Again. And why does the NXT get drafts? Like, what, why are they going from NXT but not sending, stuff, sending people to NXT? I, I, I know the answer to that because NXT is technically the minor leagues. Right. But still, I would have sent I would have sent Cross to SmackDown. He could start fresh, and SmackDown's the wrestling show anyway. Again. I know, I know, I know. Oh, and good news. Bobby Lashley's still on Raw. Yeah. Okay. But, but Drew went to SmackDown. That's not a bad thing. I think I'd rather have Drew on SmackDown because Drew, Drew, Drew McIntyre is one of the one of the very good parts of whatever show he's on. He, I think he, I think we're seeing way too much of him right now, but that's not his fault. Okay. Well, no, he he calmed down with the title, and they put him in a feud with gender and everything. Don't hit her gender. Anyways, um, I know. Hey, I know it was weird that Jinder Mahal won the WWE title at one point. I know it was. I was fine with it. I was fine with that. No, I'm not saying it was a bad thing. It was just one of those unexpected things. Right, that's what I'm saying. That's why I liked it, because it came almost out of nowhere. Right. Why didn't they give Heath the title? Damn it. Why, why does, well, actually, no, that's, I know why Heath still works there. The way they portray him, you would wonder why he still works there. I know exactly why he still works there, because he's good. But, Heath. Oh, wait, Heath doesn't work there anymore. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, he's a But yeah, that, that's, I, I can understand why they wouldn't put a world championship on good old Heath Slater, even though he's got kids. Okay, uh, well, getting back to what I was saying about the whole, leading up to the pay-per-view stuff is they did it one time. It, coincidentally enough, this is, I'm going to go with CM Punk. Okay. The year that, C, the year that CM Punk won the whole title from Edge on Raw because the WWE title got drafted to SmackDown. Triple H was the champion. I remember this. And, you know, they had the pay-per-view, yada, yada, yada. Edge beat Batista to retain the world title, but Batista was on Raw, so technically they had no world champion for Raw. Edge came out, cut his promo, yada, yada. Batista came out, beat up Edge. CM Punk cashed him money of the day. So they already had matches lined up for pay-per-views or brands. They just have to get those through those to get done the way they can actually get the people on the right rosters. Now... I know this. I know. I understand. Now, that means to me is I figured they would have just switched the belts with Becky and Charlotte because they both went to each other's brand. I think to me they're just going to have the boat drop the belts to whoever they're fighting. That way they don't have to worry about switching the belts. 
Yeah, and we'll get we'll get into a little bit more of that when we get to SmackDown because that opening segment was painful. But anyway, um, any more thoughts on Raw? Because I'm oh yeah, the thing I remember is uh, especially because the strap they re they put the hurt business back together, but they split the new day back up. Yeah, and Biggie as champion is still weird to me. I don't get it. That, that that was an interesting. They had an interesting tag match with uh, um, Dolph Ziggler and Robert. What are they calling him now? Robert Rude. Yes. Yeah, he's going by Robert. Yeah, not Bob. I always want to call him Bobby because he, he was going by Bobby. the Dirty Dogs. Oh God. Oh, and okay, I'm gonna touch on that little bit of business uh, before the match, and you had Drew McIntyre and Big E. <sighs> You had a match that would have been good. You had a promo that started out good. And then the the WWE writers, who I can only guess are 12 years old, decided to do this bit where he's like, well, if he's Big E, then that must make me. And he's like, well, you know what they call me? They call me Big Bob. Why? This is fucking stupid. And then, of course, Corey Graves, like a dog with a fucking bone, grabs on him. He's like, he's Big Bob now. He's Big Bob. Why do people like Corey Graves on commentary? I don't fucking get it. He's one of the most annoying people behind a microphone I've ever heard. Byron Saxon's worse, yes. The only good thing Corey Graves ever does is give Byron Saxon shit. My guy is worse than anything. Okay, yeah. I'll give you that. But then it gets worse because then Drew McIntyre. <sighs> well, if you're Big E and you're Big Bob, that must make me Big D. Fuck! Why? And I thought, uh, thought we were PG. Do what? I thought we were. And I thought we were PG. Well, that's what it was. It was like, I'm Big D. See what I did there? People right. over the age of 10 will get the joke. But all the little kids will know nothing the wiser because my name starts with the D. That's why I said the writers were 12 years old. It's like, fucking really? And what would have been a decent match was overshadowed by the stupidity of these fucking new nicknames. And Corey Graves at every time. Oh, Big D, Lariat's over Big Bob. Fucking stop. Just stop. Yeah, they made the comments on the nicknames, but don't say it on TV. Don't say it more on TV. Don't do it at all. It was an interesting concept. Dolph Ziggler had a point. He's like, hey, you both started out your careers with me, and you were elevated because of me. That's something Dolph Ziggler would say. Right. But then they made it weird because then it seemed like Bobby Roode was like, no, I'm his boyfriend now. That's what it felt like. Uh, I agree. It was, weird. it was weird, and you could tell none of the guys except maybe Big E were, like, into it at all. Like, they all knew it was stupid. But anyway, I digress. Um <laughs> No, I agree. Um, let's just end with Raw. Let's just let's just go on. It's done. All right. So next we had AEW Dark, which, as I said earlier, took place at Universal Studios. I didn't like it. 
it looked it looked different in a bad way. The crowd was not into it. Okay. Like at all. I didn't I didn't like it. It felt small. Again, not in a good way. It felt very small because it was small. Um, yeah, I guess you're right. FTR had a good match. They laid waste to these guys. Oh, thank you for saying them. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, wait. I think that I think that might have been Dynamite. No, I'm sorry. On Dark, they had a. It was the Pinnacle. Still had a good match. Um, this is going off topic. I'm sorry for the catch about this. I know you really don't watch SmackDown. Or I watched else. it this week. I know you did. Did I don't? Okay, I'll wait till we get to SmackDown, then I'll I'll tell you my thing about FDR. I'll wait. Yeah, but I mean, other than that, Dark was. There seemed to be a lot of big names on Dark this week, which now that you mention it, I think it was to try to get more people at Universal to come in and see it. Right. Because I was like, why is the Pinnacle wrestling on Dark? But anyway, I digress. Yeah, so Dark was, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't, again, it wasn't bad, it wasn't good, it was just kind of, I'm usually, Dark is usually my least favorite AEW program of the week, so I wasn't terribly surprised, but anywho, let's move on to, unless you have something to add for AEW. No, 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 my, my FTR comment is when we get to SmackDown. Gotcha, okay, so next we had NXT, and I will say... Most of it was garbage. I like Tommaso Ciampa as NXT champion. I like what he's doing. Rex Steiner, because I'm not calling him Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker, yeah. I'm going to call him by his... He's Rex Steiner. I, I actually want to see this match. I get it. And how you cannot like, oh my god, he's such a Steiner. Freaking looks like a Steiner. He... he... He, even though he, even though it's weird, we know we know he's Rick Steiner's boy. He looks and acts like his uncle. Yeah, he looks just like Scott. Minus uh, yeah. the minus the blonde in his beard. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like everything he does is his uncle. Even though we know he's his dad boy, he's his uncle. They're set, they're setting yeah. him up. They're setting him up for his AEW debut. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, give it a year. He'll get released from NXT. He'll show up in AEW as Rex Steiner with his dad and uncle. The thing is, and he'll have a great career. Wow. The reason you know why they didn't go off with his last name, right? They allegedly said because they didn't have the rights to use the name, but Rick Steiner owns the name, and it's actually his name. Uh, I know. But you also know that Scott and WWE have big heat, right? Yes, I'm, I'm well aware. But you, you know can't, what I mean? you, Yeah, but you can't trademark someone's given name. Well, according to John Cena, when he was on Howard Stern, he says, yes, you can no, you can't. <laughs> you cannot trademark someone's given name. If you could, John Cena wouldn't be allowed to be in the Actors Guild of America as John Cena. No, right, and I'm not disagreeing with that, but he swears up and down. He swore up and down on Aaron Stern all these years ago. 
So you, you can you can in the sense that while you're working for them, as far as merchandise rights go, yes, you can trademark his name. But the minute that contract is done, he owns the rights to he like it's his name. He doesn't have to legally change his name. And there might That's be something. Yeah. And there might be something in the contract that says something to the effect of WWE retains the right to use the name for merchandising purposes, even after this contract. It might have been part of it, but like that doesn't mean Cena can't use his name elsewhere. Right. That, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if he, if because obviously at the time when he was big, TNA was big too. Well, it's next to the company. That's what I'm saying. Like, if he would have left WWE and went to TNA, he could still use the name John Cena because it's his name. Yeah. Right. But I, that's what I, that's what I'm trying to get at is he squares up and down because Vince owns his name. He couldn't use his name to go anywhere else. That's the point I'm getting at. John Cena, you're stupid when it comes to that. It's your real name. Oh, he's just he's just incorrect, but whatever. Right. And, yeah. Well, for and, what it's, and for what it's worth, if you're, I mean, if you're smart, I don't understand why you would give up trademark to anything, even if it's not your real name. It's like Rob Van Dam was smart enough to retain the trademark for Rob Van Dam. ECW didn't own it. WWE didn't own it. It's his. Oh, what's funny enough is this guy right here, he just got his trademark. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's because Dan House needs to be trademarked because people want to make their money. Very rich. Well, it's his, well, it's his actual last name. Yeah, I know, but still. I'm saying like the gimmick and everything else. He's got a trademark Good for him. Anyways. Yeah, good. Um, so, anyway, anyway, like I said, I watched NXT. Um, it's the first time I watched it in its entirety. I don't... I, I'm one of the few. I don't hate the new setup. I understand why some people don't like it, but I kind of dig it because it feels indie. And I think that's what they're going for. I'm waiting on the bells to change the bright yellow colors. Right, the the logo is a bit goofy, I will admit. But as far as the atmosphere goes, like it's real basic feeling. Like it's kind of jarring though, because on the one hand, it looks super basic and indie, but the camera work isn't. The camera work is typical WWE, which is not a bad thing. I can see why it's it, it's it's weird for some people watching it and they can't quite put their finger on it. I don't know that it's a good thing because the problem when you light the audience like that and you can see everything there's a lot going on visually and it does it does take away some of the emphasis of what's happening in the ring and when they're moving so fast because they do move faster in NXT it can be a little again it can be a little jarring I didn't dislike it but I see why some people might right I got but yeah, the, the opening match was decent. I mean, I don't understand what they're doing with what is it? Uh, the Mandy Rose stable toxic attraction or something like that. I just, I just don't get it. I don't... Everybody in that stable, I don't understand why they're together. It doesn't make sense. They're not particularly good. Like, they probably, I, I'm guessing that they don't know what they're supposed to be doing because it shows, because they're standing on the ramp just kind of like, like, I don't know what the fuck we're doing here. I guess we're just supposed to stand here and look pretty. 
I mean, many roasters can send in a brace, which is better. With I mean, they they all can, but I guess my point is, like, why are they, like, I, I guess it's, it could be a good gimmick. It seems to me like they haven't been given any direction, and I'm assuming they don't have the freedom to take it and say, we're going to do this. Well, I mean, ask Vince. Now, ask him why. Like Vince is such an interesting, like it's so confusing for a lot of these people that work for him because he's always talking about like grabbing, you know, allegedly he's always talking about it's like, well, you know, make your own opportunities and grab these brass rings and, you know, take initiative. But everything's so micromanaged that, like, do you really want to take initiative and then get fired? Well, look at Zach Ryder. Look what he had to do. But that was even back then when I would say that. I would say that was during a period you're talking about when he launched the YouTube thing, right? He got his name value up. I would say that was during a time where you could still get away with that as long as it worked. Like if you screwed it up, then you'd probably get fired. But if it worked, you would, you know, get some respect. Now it seems to me like I think if somebody in NXT went off script in a promo, I think they get fired. Right. I mean, regardless of it, whether or not it went well, I think they would get. There's a handful of guys like maybe Champa. Champa could probably get away with it. No, I know, I know. I'm totally agreeing with that because, like, there's certain people that's in NXT who's got their leeway because they're the ones that don't want to go to the main roster. Right. I was going to say Champa's in NXT because he wants to be in NXT. Just like Johnny Gargano. Wow. I also think Gargano has enough sense to know that if he goes to the main roster, he'd get lost in the shuffle. I think Ciampa would do well. I think Gargano would get stuck in mid-card. I think Ciampa... You think who would get stuck in mid-card? Johnny Gargano. I think Ciampa would too. Uh, I don't know. Ciampa's good enough with his presence and his I, mic I, skills. I'm not disagreeing with that, but Ciampa even said that if he went to the main roster, he would get... He wouldn't. Okay. I will will rephrase my answer so it makes a little bit more sense. Let's assume that this was during. Let's assume that this was during, like. He would get treated like Finn Balor. Yes. But I I think Ciampa has a better chance than Gargano would. Okay. I'll put it this way Ciampa would get stuck in mid card on the main roster, Gargano would get sent to 205 Live. Oh, you muted yourself there, good buddy. You there? I apologize. I was getting a little phone call. Oh, that's why you muted yourself. Right on. I, I think I know what it's about, too. Oh, okay. Give me one second, ladies and gentlemen. I apologize. So I'm going to take this opportunity of Ben being silent to talk some shit about Johnny Gargano. No, I, no, I'm sorry. I, I'm here. I'm here. You're good. No, don't worry about Johnny Gargano. Don't. I love Johnny Russell. Old Johnny One Face. Hey, hey! Tell, tell me I'm wrong. I like Johnny Wrestling. Leave him alone. I'm just saying he's got one facial expression. Now he's got plenty. 
Not really. I'd say two max, and I haven't seen his orgasm face, so I'm guessing that's number two, but who knows? Maybe he doesn't. I mean, Candace did. She's pregnant now. Hey. You, we'll, have to, we'll have to ask Candace. It's like, does he just... Yeah. By the way. I mean, because they're pregnant. That's what I'm saying. Anyways, uh, moving on to uh, AEW. Rampage. Not, sorry, Dynamite. Yeah, Dynamite. It was pretty good Dynamite this week. Wrong fight. I need some alcohol for the return. No, no, return. no, no, no. Hang on, that's last. That's last. Oh, come on. I mean, I mean, everybody. No, because I want to talk about that ladder match at some length, but we'll we'll get there. I, like I said, I I had a busy week all week with my uh, shoot job and everything. I'm on vacation next week, so I can watch all the wrestling I want. Watch all the wrestling. Um, and see, this is the problem because I, I, I meant to write stuff down, but then I didn't because I was kind of lazy that night. And now I can't remember anything except for the ladder match, even though it was a great dynamite. I just well, can't. Was Darby and Sean Spears on dynamite or rampage? It was on dynamite. Darby and Sean Spears was? Yep. Okay. That finish? Because I, I just seen the finish on that. That finish was amazing. That was awesome. It was. It was. And Rampage is still fresh in my mind because I just watched it this morning. So. Okay. But yeah, that then fin- we got that, fin- that finish on, on the, especially he sits him on the uh, still steps, runs, and does the dive the, the thing on the steps. I'm like, Holy that was good. Crap. That was good. Oh, they started off the show with. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to use just. I'm not talking shit. I just love the nicknames. I'm gonna try to use all of Jim Cornette's nicknames for the participants in this match. We've got in the babyface corner. We've got Christian Cage, Dino Douche, Jungle Boy, and Brian Danielson. And they're going up against the Super Elite, composed of Twinkle Toes, McFinger Bang, the Hardly Boys, and Adam Cole. <laughs> I can't wait to see if anybody in the chat says anything about what you talk about. I'm sorry. It's funny. You don't have to agree with the guy, but you, it's funny. Is anybody saying anything? No, not me. Not yet. Is there anybody watching? I don't know because the metric, it's not telling me anymore. These metrics oh. The new system. Oh, okay. It, it'll load chats, but I can't see view numbers, unfortunately. Okay. That's fine. But anywho, uh, where was it? Okay, so yeah, that I mean, it was it was what you'd expect. Okay. It was actually a little bit better because Kenny Kenny wasn't as goofy as wasn't even close to being as goofy as normal, which is good. Adam Cole stole the show, like usual, and then Brian Danielson stole the show, like usual, like usual. Right. But it was a good match. It was entertaining. Everybody got their shit in, and Adam Cole did that fake out, which was actually see that was legitimately funny. Wrestling when he acts like he's going for the dive, and then instead he pauses in the middle of the ring and does Adam Cole baby. I've had Adam. What, what was I saying? I don't know because you hadn't said it yet. 
I lost my train of thought. Sorry. I apologize. It's been a long week. I'm sorry. Something about Adam Cole, I'm sure. Oh, well, while you're trying to remember, Luchasaurus looked... Everybody looked pretty good in the match. Luchasaurus looked good. Jungle Boy looked good. Yeah, everybody looked good. Yeah, not everybody, but for the most part, yes. It's a much more entertaining show than anything WWE is doing right now, hands down. Well, yes. I mean, that goes without saying. I, 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 I totally agree with you on that one. So, are we ready for the main event? Or do you remember anything else? Yeah, let's, let's just go ahead and start talking about the ladder match and then stuff might come back to me. So, this ladder match should have been just absolutely phenomenal. But there were moments, and like, okay, it was a good match. It was an entertaining match, but there were moments where I'm just like, what are, what are they, stupid? And it would have been okay if this had happened like once, but it happened like four times, and the finish was lame as fuck. I'm going to say it. The finish was fucking lame. But, you said the finish was lame, but the guy who won. Yes, I was pleased with the end result, hence the uh, representing. Hangman Page returns, and now he is the number one contender for the AEW World Title at Full Gear. It's almost like it was scripted that way. Uh huh. But no, I want to I want to point out these moments because I mean I, they stuck out to me. One in particular, but the match started out solid. Started out with. Uh, Pack and Orange Cassidy, and they had it made sense. Like at one point, Pack went for a ladder, and then Orange stopped him. And then Pack had to make a decision whether he climbs the ladder or incapacitates Orange Cassidy. But it made sense because Orange was probably going to get back up. Then the third competitor came in, which I believe was um, oh god, who was the third? Was Moxley in it? Yes, but he didn't come in till later. I want to say it was Matt Hardy. I could be wrong. Yeah, I think it was Matt Hardy. But anyway, somebody else came out. And then it didn't really go off the rails yet. Because Matt was particularly trying to hurt Orange Cassidy, but not to the point where he was like not trying to win the match. And then Lance Archer comes out. And Lance, of course, clears the ring. And in the time it takes to do that, I think it had like it had a really long amount of time. I think it was like 20 seconds before the next person came out. So what does Lance do? He's got an empty ring. And he's got a ladder. He just stands there waiting for the clock to run out. Just just waiting. Just waiting. Doesn't do a damn thing. Doesn't climb the ladder. Nothing. Just stands there. But you probably can't climb the ladder and get the thing until every person's in the match. They didn't state that. And if they did, I missed it. Which you may be right. You may be right. Maybe that's why. And if that's the case, then none of these criticisms are valid until the end. That's what I'm saying. Like, sometimes in a match... And, and now that now that you say that, you're probably right. But my point is, or at least I missed it. Maybe he did say, if I'm wrong, 
shame me in the comments section, but I did not hear anybody say that you couldn't go for the poker chip until everybody was in the match. But then at that point, it's like, well, I guess it was a casino match, so whatever. So anyway, then Moxley joins the fray. And at this point, the match is it's, it's pretty good, you know. Actually, it's really good. I, I won't say pretty good. Good spots. Most people are. Most everything makes sense. You know, they're trying to. And I'm go. I'm going to keep going, assuming that you're right and that you can't go for the poker chip until after the Joker um, is there. Uh, I'm assuming that nobody plays poker chip until. Well, now, now, no, I don't think that was the case because people were going for it, but they were jockeying on the ladder. Because, like, at one point, Pac was going for it, but then Orange stopped him. So I think you could go for the chip at any time. Okay, but then again... That's a problem regardless, because if you can't go for the chip until everybody's in, then why would you climb the ladder for it, which people were doing? All right, and I'm, I'm not disagreeing with that. But in wrestling terms of logic... Because obviously, you said Lance Archer cleared the ring, right? What's that? You said Lance Archer cleared the ring, right? Yeah, cleared the ring. And he's and Moxley came out next. Correct. Okay. Because that, that's the reason why I said that because they obviously have their feud going on right now with Moxley and Kingston and Suzuki and Archer, Suzuki Gun, and their little tag feud and everything. That's probably why. He's like, okay, I'm ready for Moxley because he obviously knew Moxley was coming out next. Or you well, could not be an idiot, get the poker chip, and become world champion. I know, no, I know. I'm just thinking like just a thought. No, no, you're right. But I'm I'm saying like in my in in Russell's logic. Because obviously we know what's gonna happen. Yada yada. Especially by entry. I know Moxley's coming on next. It's, instead of like me just standing there looking like a goof, I'm going to work on somebody for a bit, then throw him out when Moxley's music hits, then work with him. You know, my spot's right. Now, the only thing I could think of is it did, it did look like it looked like the table spot with Orange and Hardy might have gone a little bit rougher than it was supposed to. So maybe the with the what? Leg drop? Yes. Okay. Or was that before Moxley? Came? I can't remember. What I'm saying is there might have been a reason why, like, maybe somebody was supposed to come in the ring and work with Lance, but for some reason they didn't or couldn't, or maybe. That's what I'm hoping, because otherwise then it's just like, what the hell are we doing? You know, because, like, if, 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 I'm, if I remember it correctly, they did that spot and maybe somebody landed wrong or hit hard or something. Pac was on the other side of the ring. Maybe he wasn't supposed to get in there yet. Well, that I, did see, I did see that leg drop spot with, when he went through uh, orange on the uh, you know for the through the table yeah. off the ladder, and it did look like he like landed like completely. It looked like it smarted. Yeah. He almost, like, that could have been really bad because he almost didn't get his other leg up in time. Like, his other leg almost went under the table. He usually does, I, I know Hart Matt usually does the leg drop inside the ring. Yeah. But, like, 
usually when he does a spot with putting somebody through a table and him going off the ladder, he usually does an elbow. Yeah. And this time he didn't do it. He just did the leg drop. So it's like, oh. Yeah, it looked it looked rough. It looked like it hurt Hardy more than it hurt Orange. Looked like that was not a soft landing. But anyway, so then Moxley comes in. Everybody's beating the shit out of each other, like, you know, like they do. And then Hangman comes out to an enormous pop. Clears the ring. And then the only real goofy thing is... And, like, Hangman looked like the smartest man in the building because he cleared the ring, realized he was alone, and then starts climbing the ladder immediately. Like, almost no one else did. And then the reason I say the finish was lame is because Moxley comes back in the ring, climbs up the ladder. They kind of fight, but not really. And then Mox just slides down the ladder. Like, like as though, like, his eye, his face was hurt or something. Just leaves. Just rolls out the ring. The guy who does deathmatch wrestling for the bulk of his career has a headache, is what it looked like. Okay. He just slides slides down the ladder, rolls out of the ring. Hangman gets the poker chip. But it's funny because he can't quite get the poker chip off the hook. So, you know. I was I mean, it's like again, I don't want to criticize the workers, but the booking of the match was just it was a lame finish. Well I now I can finally stream my piece on this because he finally won the he won the poker chip. He's no more contender. Yeah. Now, I guarantee you're going to agree with me on this because we've talked about this before off screen. This is where Kenny Omega is going to go bye bye. Yes, thank God. And Page at full gear is going to win the world title. Yep. From Kenny Omega. Which is very interesting because if, for those of you that watch Being the Elite, if you remember, this is it's so interesting I have to believe it's on purpose um, if you remember full the, the title full gear is kind of a joke that started on BTE where hangman kept showing up to random places in full wrestling gear and they kept saying things to the effect of hangman why are you in full gear he's like oh somebody told me to show up in full gear and if I remember correctly, Hangman's always had a pretty prominent match in Full Gear pay-per-view, so it's kind of his pay-per-view in a way. Right. So, and yeah, I wouldn't... He, he's he's going to win the world title, and thank God he's going to get it off Kenny Omega, who hopefully I, hopefully Kenny gets a little vacation. Hey, no, I, don't, I, don't want him, I don't want him gone, gone. I want present Kenny Omega gimmick gone. I think... You know anything's gonna happen? I mean, this is just this is just my theory. You probably disagree with me on this. I think Cisco, the guy Adam Cole now, because Adam Cole's more serious than Kenny. I think Adam Cole's gonna take over the role of, of Kenny of Kenny Omega. Yeah, because Kenny does that makes, and I'm not saying Adam Cole needs a stable, but I think Kenny. And Danielson can move into a like not so much a face heel feud, but kind of like a a, a legit rivalry. Like Kenny doesn't have to be a heel, but he doesn't have to be a babyface either. Right. Like holy shit, could you imagine 
like I could imagine that as they have another match after Kenny loses the title, but then he beats Brian. And so then they have to have like a best of seven or best of five, something, which I would recommend best of seven. But holy oh, God. like you can book that out for months. Because they don't have to have a match every week. They can go so far that they need a few weeks off. They need a few weeks off between matches. Just come out and cut a promo. Kind of like how Punk, one show he'll do a promo, the next show he might do a promo or a match, but he doesn't have a match every week. You don't need him. Yeah, and he does stuff on commentary. You don't need him to. You want him there. You definitely want him there, but he doesn't have to be wrestling every week. Um, I know there's another match to happen on Dynamite. I just remember what it was. I want to see. The, I want to try to find the match and see it. And that was the TNT title. Uh, that wasn't this week, was it? Sammy and Bobby Fish. Oh yeah, that okay. Yeah, that was the big. Oh, that was great. See, that's that my point. I thought you were talking about Sammy. Oh man. That was awesome. I will See, say this, and this I is... I want to try to find and watch, because I'm a Bobby Fish fan, and I know he, he can go. I know yes. he can go. I get, I get, every year I get more and more appreciation for Bobby Fish, because when I first saw him, he was kind of underwhelming. As far as I could tell, he was kind of underwhelming, but the more I watch him, the more I appreciate him. And that's, that's why, to me, he's the... I know this to sound weird coming from and everything. He reminds me of a Christopher Daniels. I, the best way I would describe Bobby Fish is he would have been he would have been one of the guys who won the in WWE like in the late 80s early 90s. He would have been one of the Intercontinental Champions. He would have. Yeah, 100%. Well, I am I'm all, but I'm always saying is because like Bobby Fish is up there in age too. Is he's in his 30s, I think 40s. Type yeah. of thing because he's been doing it for a long time. I think he's in his late thirties, yeah. Which perfect segue. Speaking about Christopher Dan- Christopher Daniels, and I lied. I didn't watch Impact because I don't know. How- sometimes I can, sometimes I can't. It's weird. But uh, Christopher Daniels returned to Impact Wrestling. Yes, he did. But it's not. He was not just Christopher Daniels. He's the fallen angel. The OG. <laughs> They still signed with AEW. Oh, yeah, but Impact needs some help. Yeah. Which, okay, so we were talking, I can't remember if it was last week or a couple weeks ago, we were talking about what the hell are they going to do with the Impact title. Right. And he doesn't have to win it, although, I mean, he could. That's the one belt that eluded him this whole time being there. And... I'd want to see him as world champion before he finally retires. And I think we and will. What better, what better fitting for him to actually have world title than impacts. Especially when he, especially when the biggest feuds in impact history, the biggest feud in impact history, bar none, everybody will disagree with me on this, but I think the biggest feud bar none in TNA history it's Christopher Daniels, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe. 
Well, you're talking about three of the four like pillars of original TNA. I'm right. Uh, but what I'm saying is like the best feud of all time with TNA is them three. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because oh, yeah. Had the, because they had the best match of all time, triple threat match of all time for the exclusive title. And then when AJ Styles finally won the TNA world title, even though he was world champion way before that. When he beat Kurt Angle for the world title, they re recreated that same spot with the world title this time with all three. Uh, Samoa Joe had already been world champion. AJ Styles is a world champion again for the third or fourth time. Christopher Daniels is next in line to become world champion. Yep, I think so. And Matt, Matt Cardona is still the... Who's the champion over there again? The where, GCW? No, 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 no. Um, Impact. Christian Cage. Oh, duh. Yeah, of course he is. We were talking about Matt Card. We were talking about Matt Cardona being a viable option to go for it. That's why. I was right. Talking. Even though you just watched Impact. I didn't watch Impact. I just knew that Christopher Daniels uh, went back. I oh, saw. Yeah. It, I, I saw it on the Twitter. Oh, I thought you said you watched Impact. No, I said I didn't watch Impact. I lied. I, I said I watched everything, but I forgot about Impact, as most people do. Okay, well, we were talking about Heath Slater earlier. Heath is back in Impact, and it looks like they're reforming the Heath Rhino tag team because Rhino got kicked out of Violent by Design, which is Eric Young's stable, so they're putting them back together. Heath and Rhino, which is yeah. what? I mean, it's just old school TNA booking. What's WWE? What is WWE doing, or what has WWE done? Let's do it again. Well, I digress. Um, so let's see. What's next? I think that would put us to SmackDown. SmackDown. Oh, but before we get there, I wanted to remind everyone. Down the Middle Podcast is on the Twitter machine. Yes, Twitter machine. We're also, like I said, live on Twitch. Yes, we are. Which, if you're watching on Twitch, you know that right now. But if you're not, now you know. And you can find us on Twitter at Down the Middle P. Because Down the Middle Podcast was too long, I suppose. Oh, it's Down the Middle P? Down the Middle P. At, no, 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 no. Twitch is Down the Middle Podcast. Twitter is at Down the Middle P. Okay. Because, I guess, after the P, they didn't. Okay. So you can just call us Big P. Don't. See what I did there? Yeah, I see. Don't. Yeah. Because we're the Big P. I couldn't help myself. Get into SmackDown now. Get into SmackDown now. Which Big D is on now, by the way. Which actually, you know what's hilarious? I think I think we said that match happened on Raw, but it totally happened on SmackDown. No, I think, well. Anyways. Getting to... No, yeah, it totally happened on SmackDown. No. I don't know. It happened on WWE. Anyways, 
He's the big D of WWE. Anyways, Drew McIntyre being on SmackDown is perfect because he was the chosen one back in the day. Um, he's done everything he can do on the Raw, and now he's going on SmackDown to go for the Universal Title, which he clearly has clearly stated. Yeah. So, oh, well, but no, he's going. He's he's fighting Big E at Crown Jewel. I know, that's what I'm saying. When it gets past these pay-per-views... Then he'll then be going for the Universal title. So, spoiler alert, Drew McIntyre is going to lose at Crown Jewel somehow. Because that... That'll put... Go ahead. As a spoiler alert, Brock Lesnar is going to lose at Crown Jewel. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert, Bobby Lashley is going to lose at Crown Jewel to Bill Goldberg. Spoiler alert. Becky's going to win two titles at Crown Jewel. Charlotte's going to quit. <laughs> Spoiler alert, I'm going to kill my co-host. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Charlotte's so going to quit. I mean, she's not going to quit. She's not going to renew her contract. Who? Charlotte. You're right, because she's going to go to AEW. And she's going to be with Andrade. Just like... Just like uh Oh, that was the other that was the other fucker in the ladder match, Andrade. He came in before Matt Hardy, my bad. And did a fucking amazing sunset flip spot flip spot. Ooh, that did not look like a pleasant landing. Anyway, i I'm sorry. I did not mean to forget Senor Andrade El Idolo. You didn't catch what I said though. No, I did not. The about the iconics. Oh the, yeah, the inspirations—they are now called—are uh, now in TNA. Oh God! Hey, they have what's called their uh, women's tag team titles. Yeah, that's true. Oh, geez, we for completely forgot about. Will, I'm sorry, I people. Okay. Oh no, wait, that hasn't happened yet. That happened on Rampage, didn't it? No, it was not Dynamite. Yeah, we'll, it was. We'll get this back down and go to that. We're, we'll circle back. Okay, uh, SmackDown is pretty much still leading up to their feuds from Crown Joel and everything else. And then uh, Edge and Seth Rollins made their match Hell in a Cell. Yeah, let's not talk about Seth Rollins' new gimmick. He's so much better than that. Oh, and this is where I was trying to get at with FTR. Did you see the thing with Seth Rollins going to Edge's house? Yep. Okay. I'm sure you obviously understood who he was calling or when he was talking to Beth, who he said in the promo, did you not? Edge? Yeah. Okay. After the promo, after you've seen Seth Rollins in the house on SmackDown, not this past Friday, but the Friday before, he's telling Beth, forget about the groceries, everything else, go to your brother's house. You and the kids. He said, I'll have Dan and David go to the house. He's mentioning FTR. Huh. I did not catch that. He used their own names on SmackDown. Huh. So that leads into an interesting question. Do you think, because I'm not sure what kind of deal they signed. Um, 
at one point very a while ago, like when they just left WWE, they were on Cornette's show and they said they hadn't signed a huge long-term deal yet. I think they have since then. Do you think FTR is going to stick with AEW? No, they signed a new contract. Oh, they did. Okay. It's like, I hope they get booked better. But yeah, that's a fun little Easter egg. It's just funny how they use, uh, go back and forth, talk about every people in other companies. Like, it, it's good that, because Cody was doing it all the time at the beginning. It's good that they've stopped doing that. I disagree. I because, like it. Because I, I always found the notion of, of acting like your company's in a vacuum is just ridiculous because everybody knows that the other companies exist. Like, you don't have to bring them up all the time, but to not even acknowledge them when it comes up organically is just ridiculous. Like, in, like in the beginning, you keep talking about it, talking about it, talking about it. Talking, like, okay, you get it. No, okay, so for for example, I'll use I'll use this example. And this is one of the times they did it and it worked. When Shinsuke Nakamura debuted on the main roster, they specifically mentioned New Japan Pro Wrestling. How can you not? They didn't just say he won all kinds of things in Japan. It's like everybody we all know who Shinsuke Nakamura is. Okay, that I don't come. I, I, was, I keep talking about Cody. Mm. The, the reason I'm talking about Cody is because, like, he, when he would come out one time and he would come out with a throne and a sledgehammer. That was awesome, though. It was, but he, he's still taking a jab at WWE. It's like, okay, we get it. You have heat with WWE, especially with your dad and everything else. It's done and over with. But now they don't have to worry about it. Now they don't do it no more. They've stopped. Well, you, have to, you have to remember, baby, back then, they still had his last name. Not anymore, Not anymore they, don't. they don't. Not anymore they don't, but back then they did. He couldn't use his dad's name. Might have been pissed, too. That's not good. Yeah, I know, because it was something fucked up in his contract. Brandy could. He couldn't. That's that's how they got around it because they would introduce them as Cody and Brandy Rhodes. Right. That's like that's stupid. No, because they were holding on to it because they were being pricks. Well, that's and that's another reason why Cody was doing what he was doing. Because okay, and this goes back to the name trademarking thing. Obviously, Rhodes is not Cody's real last name. No, Reynolds is. So WWE owned the trademark for Cody Rhodes. Right. They couldn't own Cody, obviously. That's his given name, and it's too common to trademark. But they owned Cody Rhodes, and Brandy was what was her name? Eden. WWE. I don't. I don't remember. Uh, it, it wasn't Brandy Rhodes, so she could use Brandy Rhodes. Dustin didn't go by Dustin Rhodes in WWE. He went by Goldust. At the beginning of his career, he did WWE. Well, yeah, at the beginning, but we're not talking about the beginning. He's subsequently well, had different contracts. Well, the, the, well, but then again, WCW used Dustin Rhodes. Yeah, but that's because it's his it's his real name. Well, it's not. Or not I'm sorry. Yeah, it's not his real name. But anyway, his contract didn't preclude him. And Dusty was alive back then. He probably would have been like, of course, he can use my name. Right. Well, I digress. In the rampage. 
Oh yeah, but Dust. To be fair, Dusty would have been antagonistic, being like, "Why can't you call him? Why can't you call him Rex Steiner? That's his name, baby. Just call him Rex." <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, Rampage. Very good. The only thing that I remember of this whole situation, I don't, I didn't, I don't know much about Rampage. Um, when that Garcia and Punk? Yep. Okay. That match, that match changed my opinion about Daniel Garcia. Because he can actually hold his own now? I, I never thought he couldn't. I've actually always liked what I see in the ring, but I'm like, my only criticism I ever had of him was he needs to hit the weights, but then I found out he's 23? Like, holy shit! He'll be fine. He'll be fine. You'll have to add another pillar for AEW. I know he wasn't there in the very, very beginning, but he can he can be right up there with MJF, Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, and Jungle Boy. Now, the biggest thing we're talking about a little bit ago that uh, needs to be addressed is the new title that was introduced this week. Oh, yeah, that was on Dynamite. We apologize. Next time, I promise, if we do this again, I'll write shit down. Um, I only remember two things will happen from GCW, so that's why I'm saying writing stuff down. But I digress. The TBS Championship. Because AEW is moving to TBS January 5th, only Dynamite is going to TBS. Rampage is staying on TNT. Yep. And so the TBS title is a secondary title for the women's division. What time? Fine with. That's fine. But now everybody's already destroyed the belt. Not like destroyed it, but like if you look at TBS, everybody, you don't see TBS. I saw TBS. I don't know what people were talking about. Yeah, I don't know what they were talking about. They, they, uh, everybody, everybody will text you because. Uh, what's her name? Aubrey. But she's holding the belt now. The, the people are right over to TBS. Hoes. It's like, okay. Now, it's like, now I see that. Now I can't unsee that. I, I don't see that. Uh, the, I, I've seen the picture. Oh, I see it. <laughs> now, can you once see that? Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a TBS. Oh, shit. That's funny. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. But, I mean, that's the TBS logo. That's what it looks like. I know. I know. Oh, they're fucked. They're so close together. I think that's why. Oh, God, that's fucking... <laughs> oh, that's too bad. <laughs> that's that's a shame. Now you can't unsee that. The only way that would have been better is if the Godfather had introduced the bill. <laughs> and I'm going to say right now, none of the ladies in AEW are hosts. They are fine ladies. They're fine oh. ladies. Oh, that's too funny. 
I legitimately didn't see it. I was like, what is everybody talking about? They're like, do you see it? And I'm like, I don't see it. Yeah, now you do. Oh, oh that's uh, funny. Now getting to, uh, if you got anything, comment on Rampage. Cause yes. I, yes, I do. But... <laughs> okay. Um, so this is this is where Sky Blue had her singles match against Jade Cargill, which we all knew what was going to happen. Jade, I love the way they're booking Jade because obviously she's newer. She's not as polished in the ring, so she's being used sparingly. Um, yeah, I like what they're doing with her. When they when they technically did she have did Sky Blue have her match first with Jade in uh, Chicago? No, not Sky Blue. She had she had a match. She had a match with Red Velvet on. Um, okay. Yeah, that was that was where that was where the crowd got super behind her, and that's what got her in the battle royal. Okay. Okay. Great. Okay. This is that's that's why I love pro wrestling because that was supposed to be just a one-off match. Like maybe she was gonna come back because I think she'd been on before, but. I think she was going to be used sparingly, but just because of how the crowd reacted, it, it escalated her career. Right, right, I get it. And now she's going to be she's going to be or she's she's in the tournament. Oh, I don't I don't she's not in the tournament anymore, but she was in the tournament to crown the TBS champion. Uh, okay. That's that's why she had the match with Jade. Okay. Anything else for Rampage? I don't remember. I think that was pretty much it. Like, again, the whole show was good. But yeah, the Daniel Garcia CM Punk match was exceptional. What was the fucking main event? Sure, one that? Oh, the main event uh, uh, was Lucha Brothers versus. Um... My memories. Uh, my memories, the shits. Caster. Yes, the acclaimed. Another thing. Yeah, the acclaimed. Another good match. Once again, I'm really glad Max Caster's back and didn't get released. And they they, they rode out the storm. They made a joke of it. Ha ha, funny. And then they're right back where they were. Right back where they were. I I gave it to last night. I didn't watch it, but I've read parts on it. Everything else. GCW. And I my main focus is only two matches. And that would be everybody's three matches. But I've seen two people from Indiana uh, was on GCW last night, and I'm actually excited that they were. And I know it's a little weird and everything, but when I see when I see people from Indiana get signed to something big um, on a bigger scale, then I'm then I'm happy for it. Not to cut you off, but I actually I owe you an apology. You owe me an apology for what? I mean, it's not a big apology, but you you were correct when it came to Ruby Soho. You said she was from South Bend, and I said no, she's from Lafayette. She's billed from Lafayette, but she is from South Bend. You were correct. Well, thank you, thank you very much. She is billed from Lafayette to as an homage to her wrestling school. Yes, the school rock. Yeah, but you, she is from South Bend. Yes. Um, There's a couple guys that wrestled in a scramble match last night. And the names are Calvin Tinkman, 
who also works for MLW, and Braden Lee. And they're from Indiana and everything, and I just want to give congrats to them because they actually went on to the big things. Um, but the two biggest feuds going into this pay-per-view was Effie putting the his internet title on the line that he beat Matt Cardona for. I guess Matt Cardona's career in GCW. Now, I didn't obviously didn't watch the match, but one picture I did see though on Twitter, he's uh, he hit Effie with a chair so hard that he bit that chair. We have we have a viewer with a lot of chats that just loaded. Um, I apologize, Stoner Brothers, fan of the channel. Glad to see you, buddy. Um, go ahead and finish talking about GCW, and then I've got some comments that we will uh, address from Stoner Brothers. Okay. Uh, you know, he beat the crap out of him and everything. He's all about being the Deathmatch King, even though he's not the Deathmatch Champion no more. But he, Matt Cardona, with the help of his bitch, as he says in a promo last night, Chelsea Green. At Demented Psycho, he won his internet title by following a two-time internet champion. And he gets to the main event. I you had John Moxley defending the GCW world title against that motherfucker Nick Gage. The bank-addicted drug robber, as Jim Cornette affectionately refers to him as. And they, they used everything that match. They used plates of glass, all that stuff. And Moxley retained the GCW world title. Good. Maybe the title will have some prestige now. I'm kidding. Well, it had prestige with Nick Gage. But I'm just saying, like, it's, it's getting bigger because of Macaroni getting it. And now Moxley has it. It's like Moxley's down home with the GCW. Um, interestingly enough, Nick Gage was on the most recent recent episode of Talk Is Jericho. Um, not a very well spoken gentleman. Man comes out of his mouth like every three seconds. Like you know what I'm saying, man. You know, man. This, that, the other, man. But I mean, it was interesting to get some insight. Um, they they did have a laugh about the Domino's fiasco, which was not their fault. That was. That was technically TNT's fault, but but they had a laugh about that. I will not blame that on Nick Gage because he had no way of knowing. So you said comments. I'm sorry. Oh no, you're good. So Stoner Brothers, and again, he's been. I guess these these haven't been too too late. I apologize, sir. I would have reacted to these sooner, but they just all popped up at the same time. Um, Said they need to leave Biggie alone and let him bask in the glory. Um, I don't disagree, but I think his character would need to change for that to work and not be silly. It's funny he said that because I'm thinking, what is he thinking? Uh, there's going to be a Keith Bearcat Lee Biggie feud for the title. He said, "Bask," he said, "Bask in his glory." So see, there's. there's there's the pun. There's the pun. Go with it. Yeah, I think that 
and Sasha is taking that pin. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's saying Sasha's going to lose. I Yeah, I think so. Uh, long live the queen in reference to Charlotte. I think if you bring Charlotte and Rick in together, because I think by the time Charlotte's contract is up, the heat off of Rick would be gone. They can Rick can manage both her and Andrade, and they could probably have some decent title runs. They could have Andrade win the TNT and Charlotte win the TBS at one point, and Rick's just managing them. That'd be television gold. <laughs> and then he says, isn't it weird how when people leave WWE, they, WWE TV, they look bigger on the other shows? I mean... Funny how that works. I mean, he's not wrong. No, he's, he's not wrong. Well, as Jim Cornette would say, that tends to happen when you leave the land of giants and go to the land of all petite wrestling. Uh, Rollins need to go to GCW. I think he needs to go somewhere for a while because this gimmick just ain't. I mean, does anybody like his gimmick? I don't want to misspeak, but I'm looking at it. I'm like, this is this is beneath him. Well, with, with this contract and everything, the amount of money he's making right now, he ain't gonna leave WWE. He's, he's, oh, I know. I'm not. I'm not talking about him leaving. I the gimmick needs to go. Oh well, yes. Yeah. The gimmick is weird. Oh. It's dumb and. Uh, oh, well, uh, oh, go ahead. But, no, you're, you're fine. Go ahead. His next comment was intergender match alert. Haha. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Then we got less talk, more wrestling, unless it's CM Punk or the Super Elite. I agree with, and I think that's one of the reasons that, uh, one of the many reasons AEW is the superior product right now is because the people who can talk, talk. And the people who can't talk don't talk yet. Well, I mean, everybody wrestles, but I mean, like they're not—they're not forcing Jungle Boy to do promos all the time. He speaks occasionally, but and Punk gets to go out and do basically whatever he wants because it's going to be gold. And, And last but not least, Jade Cargill is too much. She needs to learn to finesse moves and not be stiff. I agree with that. I try not to comment on work. Because, again, I'm not a trained wrestler. But that's what I mean when I say I like how they're booking her. Because she has some polishing. But she's that type of person that you would want on television. So they're kind of working with the best of both worlds. And I think they kind of gave her a chance to showcase herself in that three-way match. Because they could cover her better in a three-way match. Right. So again, there there are moments where I'm just kind of like, eh, that's a little stiff. Not not like she's hitting hard, but I mean like it's a little rigid. I guess is a better way to describe it. But right. again, I mean she's definitely got the athletic ability, and she's the kind of person you'd want on TV. That reminds me of a closing point, and then we can wrap this up. Did you watch Roads to the Top? I have not. I used I. <laughs> As much as I want, I want to like that show. It's going to be a one seasoner. Okay, that's what you're going with. I thought you were going to talk about the Evil Uno thing. On dark? I mean, not dark. On Roads to the Top. Yeah. What's the Evil Uno thing? Now, 
We don't know how how real this is or whatnot. I was shown this picture yesterday. There was a clip. There's a picture of there is a, 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 a like, like it's, it, it looks, looks like, like me with my background. With the background, background I have. I have. You see me. me. Okay. Okay. When the when the picture, when the background, you see Evil Uno in his getup without the mask. I may not have noticed it, but Preston Vance wasn't wearing his mask, and he was prominent through a couple of episodes. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't see the extra stuff, so I didn't know that. Which I'm just gonna say, like, no homo, but like, why are they putting a mask on that dude? Cause he ain't ugly. Well, last I knew, if you if you wear a mask, you're supposed to stick to traditional rules. We've got a mask on. Obviously not. Yeah, apparently not. I mean, uh, I, I mean, like, I was just, the only reason why I said this because, like, when I watch Ethan Page's vlogs. And stuff like, even though it's, yeah, like I've seen a, a vlog of Ethan Page going toy shopping with Dan Housen here because they're best friends, and Evil Uno, and another worker from TNA and AEW, and I forget who it is. Uh, Evil Uno's walking in in like a Hawaiian shirt, shorts, khaki shorts, sandals, with flip flops, with the Evil Uno mask on. And a hat on. I, I mean, I mean, if he's being recorded, he's gonna have the mask on the whole time he's in. I don't know. So he's had a mask on a lot longer than Preston Vance has, though. <laughs> but yeah, so the the issue with this show is for the it doesn't it can't decide if it wants to follow Cody and Brandy or be a behind the scenes look at AEW because it's trying to do both and it's not really working. Um, and as far as, as in terms of a reality show, this one comes off as super fake. Super fake. Like I don't know, it's just I want to like the show. But if it were me, I would kind of focus on more like for for it to, to for it to succeed as a reality show, it needs to focus more on Cody and Brandy and less on AEW backstage. But I want to see the AEW backstage, so I'm kind of torn. Well, I think that's why they're trying to do it their do it the way they're doing it because they don't want to actually look like Ms. and Maurice this show. Right, but that's what they need to do because let's let's be real here. The number one demographic of reality television statistically is women. Right. No, I, I'm not disagree with that at all. And and for the most part, the women that they're trying to attract, that demographic is not going to be as interested in behind the scenes at a wrestling show. They can show it sparingly, and they need to do that to show off people like Darby Allen, like Preston Vance, like the people that you know female viewers might get behind but the focus needs to be on cody and brandy and their relationship but brandy in particular comes off as like super as a bitch no just fake like not even a bitch like she's coming out with this like 
Like she's talking street on there. Like she's speaking in a way that I've not heard before. And I'm like, I'm like, where the fuck did this come from? Like maybe that's how she talks, but we've not seen it up to this point. And I don't know. It just seems, and I have no way to verify this. It just comes off as super fake. Like she's playing a character. Don't play a character. Play yourself. Well, and Cody's just kind of there. Like he's not playing a character, but he's also not really being himself. He's just kind of in the show. He's kind of like a piece of furniture. So, he's, so it's the Brady Road show. Then. It seems like she's trying to make it that way. Well, she's not on TV no more because she's she's had the baby and everything. So she's back on TV, buddy. Oh, okay. She came out and she had no reason to be there. It was actually kind of weird. During it was uh, the Malachi Black Cody match. She walked him out to the ring and then she got in the ring and flipped him the bird. That's right. That's right. I remember that now. Which kind of killed the book. It didn't kill the booking, but it didn't make sense because, like, if Malachi Black is laying waste to everyone, why would you have your recently pregnant wife at ringside where this guy can get a hold of her? Right, and I totally agree with that. I get what you're saying. Which, okay, one more thing, and then we can wrap it up. Was there some TV rule that changed where, like, you can flip people off more often? Because AEW is, like, flipping the bird every other match now. That needs to stop. They're doing it way too much. And that goes along with the fact that the cussing needs to calm down on that, too. Yeah, it makes me think some kind of television restriction got lifted. Or maybe since Rampage is on later, they're do- but they're doing it on Dynamite, too. That's what I'm saying. Like I-, like, I swear, it's like every other match, somebody's coming out with flipping birds, and like, but, like, it's noticeable. Right. I mean, it can be appropriate, but when you're doing it every other match, even when it's appropriate, you just kind of roll your eyes. Right. And Brandy's spot in particular was really dumb because Malachi does his bit where he sits in the middle of the ring. Brandy rolls into the ring, sits Indian style in front of him, and then gives him two birds. And Malachi does nothing. He just laughs. I honestly would have liked to have seen him kick her in the face, but you're obviously not going to do that because she just had a baby. So she shouldn't have been there. I don't mind Brandy coming out to ringside, but it just seemed very random, and it didn't work for this booking because Malachi Black is dangerous. Here's my other thing about Brandy Rhodes, okay? Before she got pregnant, before she was taken off TV and everything, she... uh, Oh, she couldn't make up her mind because she wanted to be she wanted to be a heel with all the Halloween costumes, but her husband was a white hot baby face at the time. Right. And it again, it didn't make sense because she shouldn't have been a heel then. She could eventually become a heel. Uh, like yeah, it just didn't. Yeah, I remember thinking that at the time. And then we are joined by Cody, the unlicensed thinker. Sorry, but I don't speak human. <laughs> Smart ass. Well, what was that? Oh, Cody. He's a, he's another fan. Of, he's he's a fan of the Average Intelligence podcast, but he likes to support this one as well. And we appreciate the views and the comments, sir. What did he say? He said, "I'm sorry, but I don't speak human." Oh, I, 
act though he's good people. <laughs> he's playing silent in the background for the overlords. Yeah, we want to keep the overlords happy. But I, guess, I think we covered just about everything, buddy. Yeah, cool. This has uh, been this has been the oh the other big announcement. How could we forget? I wonder if it's the same thing that I'm thinking that you're thinking. Are you thinking about Dino Might? Yes, that's what I was thinking actually. Uh, you want you want me to? You want me to? Uh, we'll do it together. Huh? We'll do it together. The Down the Middle podcast, both of yes. us. Will be at AEW's Dynamite on November 10th in Indianapolis, Indiana. We'll be, we'll be there to sign autographs as long as we don't get in trouble. No, no, no seriously. Um, every Mr. Here, what you uh, uh, Dynamite Rampage up in Chicago, uh, he wore the Down the Middle podcast shirts. Everything else. I didn't think I was visible on television, and then he sent me screenshots where I was very visible on television. But again, that night on Dynamite, we will be there in a full down the middle gear. Doubt you'll be able to see us though. Even then, but we'll the be there. Are, all the fans that are fans, people that are fans of us, especially the one that that Dicko uh, that uh, Dan has not signing. That was the same day that I was there. I do remember this. You should remember that too. Um, I hope you do. <laughs> Kidding. Um, we will be there in full gear. You see us in the Down the Middle podcast shirts. Y'all want to actually come up to us, talk to us. Feel free. Bring it on. Feel free. Come, come debate with us. Uh, like I said, if you, if you want an autograph, picture, whatever. We can. Hell, I'll I'll even I'll even do you one better. If somebody wants to come talk wrestling for more than a couple of minutes, fuck it, I'll go live. I'll go live on my phone. We'll do a special podcast we'll right there. We'll do it. We'll do it. I'll go live. That'll be a YouTube only thing, but the YouTube only thing. It'd be live because we're here to support the greatest wrestling organization of all time, all elite wrestling. I mean, New Japan's still pretty good. I just need to make more time in my life for New Japan. I know you're a New Japan mark. I'm just stating. Big time. I mean, it's 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 close. It's close. I can't even say which one. I haven't been watching New Japan. I don't have time. It's the worst thing ever. I'm just stating because we're both going to be there. Oh, yeah. For Dynamite. And, and if things go right, you're also going to be watching Rampage the same night. No. Because... No, it, Rampage is in Minneapolis that week. Oh, it is? Yep. Uh, okay. Well, I've been seeing them filming Rampage along with Dynamite. No, no, Rampage is still going to be live. But we, sh we should get we should get Elevation. Okay. We'll it, should, elevation. It, should be, it should be Elevation and Dynamite. Okay. Well, like I said, we will both, like we both said, we will both be there on November 10th. Uh, we stayed outside in the cold because it's November, but we don't care. We're there to meet our fans. We will be fine. He's just saying that because last time we were at Dynamite in Indianapolis, although that was in December, wasn't it? Oh, it was November. Was it November? Shit. Okay. Yeah, it was cold. 
It was right before. Uh, I'm not sure that it was right before Survivor Series. Yeah, it was cold. But for some reason, right now this is October. Early, we're almost halfway through, and it's still warm outside. Yeah, well, that's all the global warming. But anyway, we'll wrap it up for now. Thanks for enjoying the Down the Middle podcast. And remember, as always, if you missed the live broadcast, you can check us out on uh, anchor.fm, where you can listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a few other options. You can always check the replay on YouTube. We now live stream on Twitch. I will be honest, I don't know if it's going to save the video, but like I said, you can always go back and watch the video version on YouTube. And as always, there should be a YouTube link, uh, link in the YouTube video to check out our official merchandise store, where you can also you can get merchandise for the Average Intelligent Podcast, as well as the Down the Middle Podcast, and just some other fun shirts that we have on there. Until next time, this has been Down the Middle. Thanks for watching. See ya.